This is Drew here with my little sister, Ashley, and best friend, Derek, and you're listening to New Release, a movie podcast with a time-traveling twist. Ashley, when in the heck are we this week? We're 1990, of course, smack dab almost in the middle of November, which means we're already getting in the holiday spirit and prepping to go home to our fam bams for Thanksgiving next <laughs> week. I, mean, I don't think I've ever said fam bams. Um, that is, <laughs> if, yeah, that is if we can find them. Meanwhile, our dutiful president, George W., has taken a break from Simpsons bashing to fix the old environment. Let's check in. First, I'd like to lay on the table my proposals to curb acid rain and cut urban smog and uh, clean up air toxics. And second, I want to call upon all of you to join me in enacting into law a new Clean Air Act this year. But first, we should remember how far we've come. Hmm. He sounds like Jack Nicholson. Is it first and then second yes. and then first again? <laughs> first, let's remember the third thing we said. Uh, well, there's that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, the air's fixed, and yep, so it. let's get inside and uh, see what's playing at the movies. Ashley, anything interesting in the papers this week? All right, let's see. Oh shit! I almost <laughs> didn't want to mention this one because you guys are gonna start jogging around the apartment and like guzzling raw eggs per usual. But <laughs> there's yet another. Sly Sloan Rocky movie coming out this weekend, Rocky Five. You know, I, I thought this was a huge oversight that we weren't going to watch this, but then this movie is there's a huge uh, cliff between Rocky one through four. Four is some people's favorite. I might be, I might be one of those people. And then five is where he's like trying to it's basically like the new movies where he's more just the trainer is he in um, space just kidding. <laughs> he's not in space but tommy the machine gun um is like you know his pupil and mm. anyway this movie's this movie's not good um, perfect it's not even really like fun fun bad so pass anything else just a little something um imagine being an eight, eight year, uh, imagine being eight years old and having no rules no parents, no chores, nothing you have to do unless you want to. This weekend, Kevin McAllister is Home Alone. What's the movie uh, called? Home Alone. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. That sounds cool. I've heard of that one. Um, yeah. Okay. I guess we're going to see Home Alone. Let's go. Ooh. Are you here all by yourself? I'm eight years old. You think I'd be here alone? I don't think so. What would you do if your parents accidentally left you home alone? Well, how about shopping? Shaving? Crowbars up. This is my house. I have to defend it. And good old-fashioned crime fighting. Yes. Home Alone. Critics are calling it the funniest movie of 1990. Ready, PG. Now playing at a theater near you. Oh. <laughs> Ah, y'all didn't want to make sounds. Keep the change, you filthy yeah. animal. <laughs> you filthy idiot. On the count of 10, one, two, whatever. Oh, that's that a great, great machine gun sound. <laughs> um, I liked how when the guns go off, like it's in on the little kitchen counter TV, it's in <laughs> yep. like full surround sound in the in the 
alley at like when they the bad guys are running away from the house and also <laughs> and like he does the same trick with actual firecrackers and they sound like comparable in volume to mm -hmm. the the guns on the tv going off but they had a they had pretty sophisticated uh hi-fi systems back in the day so who knows um this is the biggest comedy of all time, the funniest movie of 1990, a milestone movie for a lot of people's childhoods. Um, I would say Ashley and I were like, this wasn't an annual watch. Um, I'm curious if you remember when we first saw this or if we watched it much growing up. Um, I think I've only seen it now twice. Okay. Maybe wow. three times. <laughs> yeah, I, I've watched it like pretty regularly as an adult and it's always satisfying every time and i get like a good a healthy amount of nostalgia re-watching it but it, it's not tied to a specific experience or um like a movie that we went watched with our friends a lot or anything mm -hmm. yeah it's kind of it's kind of weird um maybe it's just like it's a movie that is so such a like iconic pop culture thing where we just knew more about it before mm -hmm. we had seen the movie than just the movie itself. Um, so that's always a little bit of a weird experience when you're just like too aware of something before you see it the first time. Yeah. But and I feel like I saw the second one more maybe than the first one. So yeah, I feel like I yeah, that might've just, just timing wise, that might've been when we were like watching renting more movies or, mm -hmm. you know, had more access to the the second one. Uh, however, we do have in our midst a Home Alone Superboy, super fan, <laughs> um, a young Kevin-inspired character himself, Derek. Um, mm -hmm. which, what's your history with this movie? So I believe this was, as far as I can remember, this is the first movie that I went to that mm. I can remember. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. And I, the intro song and the intro uh, shot of the full moon mm -hmm. scared me. And I thought that we were watching a scary movie when, when it first came on. And my parents made sure that, uh, that I knew that it was actually going to be funny. So I was scared at first. I mean, that's a perfect setup for kind of one of the things I want to talk about the most is that this, ha this fits right in line with kind of like some of the more, um, uh, freaky friday style it's not it's not a body swap movie but it feels for a minute early on like it's going to go into sort of a supernatural direction mm -hmm. um let's play our first clip and then talk more kind of about the setup of this movie which everyone knows of course yeah <laughs> it's in the name everyone in family hates me then maybe you should ask santa for a new family i don't want a new family i don't want any family families suck just stay up there. I don't want to see you again for the rest of the night. I don't want to see you again for the rest of my whole life. And I don't want to see anybody else either. I hope you don't mean that. Hmm. You'd feel pretty sad yeah. if you woke up tomorrow morning and you didn't have a family. No, I wouldn't. Then say it again. Maybe it'll happen. I hope I never see any jerks again. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what a jerk. <laughs> so, like, it would be totally... Um, on brand for this era of movies for him to wake up and his family to have like soup, like actually disappeared. But what mm -hmm. is cool about it is that he's a kid. So it's conceivable to him that he actually did just make them disappear. So he's kind of like um, 
you know, consulting uh, random Santa Claus figures and, and trying exhausting all of his options. Um, but the movie goes out of its way to explain like all the logistics of why the family could have forgotten him, mm -hmm. how they can't get in touch with him, why there's going to be a multi-day delay. Ashley, how did you find like, did you find the movie believable enough like for a family comedy, like in terms of all that, or should it have been supernatural and they just like literally disappeared? No, I, I mean, I like that. I don't want it to be supernatural. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, it was a huge fan, like the whole family staying over. There's like what, like 15 people there. They all like slept through their alarm because the power went out and he was in the attic and they just forgot him. Yeah. I think they would have remembered him when they got to the airport and they had like all the passports and stuff, but sure. I mean, well, right. When they're like trying to board the plane, the thing, the, yeah. the excuse there is that they're, they're just like sprinting. They have like 45 minutes to go from their door to the gate or to when they're playing boards, different time, you know, mm, yeah. <laughs> in terms of security, more lax, you could, you know, breeze through and While smoking in the airport. Yeah. There, but there are, and there are a couple moments. These aren't supernatural. Um, but we're like the mom, the mom, um, Catherine O'Hara has like a psychic bond with Kevin. She like wakes up on the plane when he like wakes up or he like mm -hmm. yells out or something and she like hears it. Um, and that's when she, that's basically how she realizes. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> oh <laughs> shit. To, yeah. We, think, uh, we forgot something. Did you close oh, the garage yeah. door? <laughs> yeah. It's the garage door for sure. No, I think it's something a little bit bigger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's and to Derek's point about the, the tone of the movie. Um, this is basically a home invasion thriller formula, but with a kid. So with, with a twist of, um, like, little kid wish fulfillment so this is a movie yeah. that's really fun like the kid gets to be the hero it takes an incredible you know actor and performer and macaulay culkin to pull off um how old was he when he when he made this i think kevin's supposed to be eight well it's he's supposed to be eight but i'm not sure if he's really i mean yeah probably because his brother's and then he's younger and he's so cute karen oh yeah 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 karen has a fuller he has the glasses and stuff mm -hmm. yeah he's adorable um, yeah, so I I like how the movie tackles like Kevin's actual fear. Like he goes from you know super being excited. I can't even remember the sequence of things, but he's jumping around, eating popcorn, eating ice cream, watching um, filthy movies, or yeah. a movie called Angels with Filthy Souls. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, did you think it was going to be sexy or just violent? Just violent. Okay. It's not, I don't know the title when they show it like on the screen and the way the rest of the family is describing it. I thought it was like a adult, uh, uh, a, uh, a sexy adult movie. But he does, he does see a Playboy. So yeah, he does I mean, get they it to his cousin's Playboy. Yeah. Firecrackers, yeah. BB gun. Right. Yeah. They gloss over the Playboy pretty quickly, I, I think. But um, it is PG after all. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought that that was really clever that it's, it's, you know, and it gets the danger actually gets much more real, of course, mm -hmm. as the movie goes on and, and people are uh, casing on and casing and robbing the houses in the neighborhood, the wet bandits. Yep. <laughs> Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern's characters. Um, I don't know. What, what did y'all think of just the whole like his mindset from first realizing they were gone to 
realizing he needed to be the man of the house and like step up. I loved it. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, I was trying to put myself in his shoes when I, if I was a kid and be like, oh, everyone disappears. Like I can do whatever I want. And it slowly sets in like, oh, wait, this is like my house. Like this is the only thing I have. Yeah. And I have to protect it at all costs. <laughs> yeah, and then it he... goes into like him being sad about his family being gone. Like it makes sense. Like the natural progression of how he feels, which is well done. It, exactly. Like the same way you, I always, I think I said this in probably last week's episode where you need to cut some characters a little bit of slack in a horror movie. They're in, they're going through an extreme unprecedented trauma. Mm-hmm. He's eight years old. So like the fact that he doesn't go straight to the police or know who to trust, like his instincts kick in and it's not to leave the house. It's to uh, batten down and defend it at all costs, which involve <laughs> a lot of um, uh, one of my favorite moments is early on when he not when they he's setting traps, but when he's setting like um, a decoy party. Up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's got like Michael Jordan on a uh, a train track going around the room. He's got this pulley this pulley system so mm-hmm. he can have people dancing and playing cards. Um, it's insanely like convenient how he knows when to time it and when they're leaving, but whatever. Um, right. I don't the, know. <clears throat> from the outside of the house, it looks there's silhouettes of all of this happening. So it looks yeah. like there's a party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it's like the, the other fun part of the movie is that, or the comedic uh, part is these villains that are, you know, supposed to be scary criminals and they are um dangerous to some to some extent uh, or they don't they're unscrupulous at least they are also completely buffoonish and incompetent yeah. and the, he's basically outsmarting um you know these 40 year old men mm-hmm. so that's that's like fun like it's really hard for me to transport myself back into the mindset uh even though we're in 1990 and we're still uh 30 somethings uh, so it's hard for me to remember, like, remember what it was like, how fun it would have been to see this movie as a kid. And, and I don't know, Derek, once you realized it wasn't a horror movie and the, the full moon wasn't out to get you, what, <laughs> like, were you projecting yourself into what would you have done in Kevin's position? Would you have like tried to fight the bad guys or just, just, you know, crumpled up and hid? Well, like you said, I'm a super fan. So I've seen this movie 20 times at least. Yeah. And throughout and throughout being an adult, I've seen it maybe five or six times. Right. But uh, yeah, after I knew that it wasn't a horror film, I think that may be why I loved it so much, because I was so scared in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, you see this confident little kid. Uh, yeah, I absolutely would have done the same things. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fucking firecrackers, BB guns. Yeah. Um, Tar Just lines, tar. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. The the myriad weapons that he used. I, the movie turns into a full on like um uh violent comedy. Yeah. <laughs> during the 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 final sequence. I mean, he is like legitimately fucking them up. Mm-hmm. Um, he he hits the door more. doorknob up and burns the guy's yeah. hand. Uh, and iron he shoots hits him in the, the face. Guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He shoots him in the balls. Shoots him in the face. Face and balls. Lights lights one of the guys' heads on fire. Tars yeah, and feathers him. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty. <laughs> yeah, there's pretty some dangerous. fun fun YouTube videos uh, back in the present day where people have like energy level counters for the the bad guys as they're they're facing off and. Um, it's it, what's so cool about the, you know, like the scene where he fakes the party. I mean, he, like we, 
see it we kind of see his map which is a battle plan of how he's gonna arrange all these traps in the house but just the drill by the way oh like he he really drew it yeah macaulay culkin drew that nice um but so we get to see kind of him setting up but then we we get to see like uh, even though it has to kind of play out in a certain sequence which is uh, a leap of faith it's he is just like it's such a a clever design it's basically like setting up a mousetrap style yeah, situation for your house and then they keep falling because they're idiots um they keep falling into every trap he's he's yeah. he's laid so it's actually it's again it's believable it enough. is believable. It's supposed to be a comedy um, well and then towards the tail end of it after they've gotten destroyed several times then they're <laughs> like okay he wants us to follow him so yeah. let's let's do something different and they tried mm-hmm. that once and then it didn't work out but then they did outsmart him <laughs> They kind of did. It was hard to tell what his his. I mean, yes, it seemed like they snuck up on him. I think his plan was still to get them to follow him to that other house. Mm-hmm. Them, but it's just that he thought that he could like lock him in the basement or something. Yeah. I think because eight year old, eight year old or mentality. or he called the cops so they would be in the house at the same time that the right. cops showed up. Yeah, yeah, but they yeah, it, Which it, they it, were <laughs> yeah. It's, out. it's pretty like where the movie gets legitimately scary is when they are chasing him around his own house and they like catch up to him a couple yeah. times and he has to like uh grab the the spider and the tarantula <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah the tarantula uh as a last or last oh, resort and then he zip lines out to the treehouse um the rope, dude i just yeah. i love when he almost gets caught he's got he's being held on by the pant leg from one of the criminals and then I just remember as a kid, I used to laugh my ass off when uh, the the villains would just scream bloody murder. Yeah. When the tarantula was on on them. And he's was, like trying to hit it off of him. Yeah. With a crowbar. Yeah. 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 They, yeah. <laughs> so good. Right. They and I mean, that's the best. The best defense is to just get them to bash each other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's um, we're, we're jumping around a little bit. I do want to play one clip from earlier in the movie where he is kind of pretending to be the man of the house and going through his his morning routine um, because this is basically ripped off an American psycho. Yeah, I thought about <laughs> so, that when I watched yeah. it too. I was like, wait a second. Yeah, so let's play um, the shaving scene, Derek. I took a shower washing every body part with actual soap, including all my major crevices, including in between my toes and in my belly button. Which I never did before, but sort of enjoyed. I wash my hair with the don't form of the shampoo and use cream rinse for that just wash shine. I can't seem to find my toothbrush, so I'll pick one up when I go out today. Other than that, I'm in good shape. (laughs) (laughs) Iconic. I should have. Very iconic scene. Yeah. I should have had the foresight to get the other clip, but it's. Christian Bale going through his morning workout routine yep. and then his shower routine and listing off all the, you know, the cosmetic uh, treat, like he's doing a facial peel and it's, it's a very part of the whole movie. Yeah. It's incredible. And, um, I never made the connection before until <laughs> this last time. Oh, nice. Yeah. I believe in taking care of myself <laughs> in a balanced diet. This is a total ripoff. Exercise yeah. Mm-hmm. In the morning, if my face is a little puffy, 
I'll put on an ice pack while doing my stomach crunches. <laughs> I can do a thousand now. Kevin. All right, that's enough. You get I, the idea. I guess, yeah. So the book American Psycho was written a long time ago. Well, not no. Well, not before that long, this no. movie. What was it in the eighties? No, ninety-one. I thought it was um, before the movie for some reason. Okay. Yeah. The the movie is like two thousands, but anyway, yeah. we're getting off we're getting off track. So, Kevin, um, his big plans as an adult after burning himself with the aftershave or whatever um he didn't actually shave so i'm not sure why that burnt him but he's just a delicate skin <laughs> yeah yeah it's like putting exactly. it's like putting like um face wash on your face without having sure you know something like that yeah without having a fully baked face yeah um he his big plan is to go out and get a new toothbrush <laughs> so cute <laughs> yeah. which doesn't go exactly according according to plan because he keeps running into this older dude who all the kids in the neighborhood think is a murderer old man marley um, yeah yep. yeah and of course that's a that's a misdirection and he's sort of a he comes to his rescue during that final uh scene with the bad guys so um but he like scares him off and then he steals the toothbrush. So the cops are chasing him. Um, but he totally redeems himself later when he goes shopping and like just totally outwits or, just, you know, like plays it super cool when the uh, lady at the register is kind of asking him a bunch of questions, like where his parents are and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. He grows up in a hurry. Um, he fends off the, the villains the first couple of times. Um, there is like, what's, what's crazy about this movie again in his performance is just that we do get a few cuts to the rest of the family, but mm -hmm. he's on his own. He's, he's carrying the whole and, movie. Yeah. yeah. And they, and they had originally, they had more scenes with the family in Paris and like more logistics and stuff like that. And the test audience was like, no, we want more of Kevin back at his yeah. house. So he's a cute kid. He's really cute. He's, he's, cute. he's a great actor. Good actor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. charismatic yeah this came out uh, uh around the time of good son i don't know if ashley i know you wanted to i haven't watched that it or watch it yeah i'm nervous I mean, that's a, that's elijah wood and him and they're basically carrying that movie so at least they have each mm -hmm. other to play off of and this it relies on you know more physical humor with the the, the bad guys to play off of but mm -hmm. and then there are scenes like with him and the old man at the church where he's like uh, just so wise beyond his years. I know he didn't have to write the dialogue, but his delivery, mm -hmm. it's totally like convincing that they're just talking as peers. <laughs> and this guy's um, uh, 70 years older than him, uh, 75 <laughs> years older than him. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Um, is there any other kind of scenes and stuff you want to point out? I do want to point out one controversial connection to another Christmas themed home invasion thriller that came out a year earlier. Um, that is, is a very fun movie. Um, but. I was just going to point out, and this isn't, this is to do with like the filming of the movie itself. Mm -hmm. So at the beginning, um, the shots were mainly on Kevin or the beginning of the movie were filmed from above his head to make him seem like small and helpless. And then throughout the movie, which is really cool. It progresses to being mostly shot from like below, making him seem like taller and more confident. Nice. So if you watch it again, you can tell like, it's like, oh, it's just a little kid. And you're like, wait a second. He's like a, a man at eight. Um, but I thought yep. that was pretty cool. That's super smart. Um, we also haven't mentioned this was written by John Hughes. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, like, like he always there's there's I was watching some kind of wonderful the other day. One of his 
less good, <laughs> less <laughs> known movies uh, from the 80s. And there's always these precocious kids just like, and he knows how to write uh, smart kids for sure. But again, usually they're they're They get like one or two scenes at a dinner table with the rest of the family, <laughs> not well, the entire scene. Well, he was he got the idea. John, you got this idea for the movie through um, Uncle Buck. He did that one with Macaulay Culkin. Do you do you remember Uncle Buck at all? Yeah, I kind I've, of. Oh yeah, I've seen it a couple of times. Yeah. Well, I'm, Macaulay Culkin's like interrogating the the mailman or whoever through the envelope slot. He was like, "Oh, this would be a good idea to have like a kid by himself," and then he came up with Home Alone. So. Right. There are a couple of good um, mail slot scenes. That's where he shoots yep. shoots him in the face with the BB gun. Yep. And uh, the firecrackers go. Oh, he gets and the delivery pizza. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Keep oh the man, change. the two. I have a a little bit of a controversial theory here. Great. Maybe the success of the 1990s, the biggest movies of the 1990s were potentially an orchestrated um, marketing campaign by the pizza industry, by big pizza, because between this and Ninja Turtles, Turtles? yeah, yeah, a lot of pizza promotion. Pretty woman didn't have pizza. No ghost. (laughs) No pizza. (laughs) But the two biggest pop culture lasting movies, I would say Pretty Woman sure is up there. Um, I can't say for sure that they didn't eat pizza in that movie. Um, but the um, like he orders pizza. They order pizza at least twice in this movie. The pizza yep. character um, is like part of the of the uh, used as a plot point as well. Like he keeps bumping into the the, the front like statue. I mean, but was yeah. it like a name brand pizza? No. It was just pizza. No, but that's what yeah. I mean. Like whoever's pulling the strings and when the pizza industry at large. Mm, I think they'd pull it towards like it's Domino's or something, not just pizza. Okay. There's so many right. brands. Well, I mean, I like your theory. I like your it, theory. I mean, it was Little Nero's Pizza in Home Alone 1. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It could made up. Yeah. But yeah. Pizza industry for sure. Well, I, I actually, I think that when we did do uh, TMNT, they like, they, they had a deal with the pizza company and that was like how they could pay the crew and, and stuff or not pay the crew, but they, they paid him and feed the crew. <laughs> That's how they, they just was like their go-to like way to feed the crew. Um, so anyway, uh, it did, I did have pizza twice this weekend, so it worked. And, um, Derek, any uh, kind of like moments or scenes that you, that I've always stuck with you before we talk about how big of a rip off this movie is <laughs> the, the intro seek or the intro or, you know, the first 15, 20 minutes where he's, uh, you know, going through the house, getting treated like shit by everybody, yeah. all the the cousins and stuff talking trash to him. And that kind of gives him it, it makes it more makes more sense when he's just an asshole to his mom and says that he doesn't want everybody to exist anymore. So I don't know, just the whole pizza scene, uh, spilling the pizza, going up to. What what's his cousin's name? Buzz, Buzz maybe. Buzz, yeah, Buzz's yeah. room. And Buzz's then, girlfriend, yeah. Wolf. Yeah, Wolf. Yeah, <laughs> yeah white sexism. Yeah, just, you got to start him young. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just that that whole before they leave for Paris part yeah. was great. Yeah, I love it's the very, intro of characters in any movie like that. It's yeah, like a really quick way to set it. Yeah, to set everything up. I was having some um, friendly debates with friend of the podcast Jamie about whether you know Kevin her kind of 
theory before rewatching this movie was just that he deserved to be left behind and he was uh, an asshole. Um, uh, Which is is reasonable. They're all all the kids are pretty terrible. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, they're they're bratty little kids, but he's the one who's being bullied and picked on the most. So I think he's the right amount. Like he's he's also a little a little bratish when he was like on the his mom's bed or something and like uh yeah he's being really whiny and yeah yeah i mean it all that whole setup leads perfectly to the clip we played at the beginning where he like says something very extreme and awful i mean that he doesn't want a family and wishes they would you know disappear forever so (laughs) it takes a pretty like uh dramatic 10 minute setup to get to that point being believable and not hate him so Mm -hmm. i think in this last viewing she did she definitely didn't hate him um that's good as much so progress was made okay now what movie yeah for the 1989 release uh 3615 code Pierre noel also known as deadly games also known as dial code santa claus game over and hide and freak was a 1989 <laughs> french horror thriller um that has a ridiculous amount of similar similarities so maybe we can grasp some of that from the trailer and I'll expound on that a little bit. Okay. Oh yeah, it's in French. Yeah, I was like, uh, trans- translate. Yeah, dogs attacking Santa Claus. It's darker. Ooh, montage. This movie is awesome, by the way. This is my home and you'll be sorry you ever came. You killed my dog. You tried to kill Grandpa, and you hurt me. The, the threat of violence is a little more real in this because people actually get killed. The Santa Claus is a psychopath um, who's breaking into houses and and um, stealing and murdering people. Um, looks like the the makers of this movie did threaten Home Alone with legal action, but the movie was already kind of an amalgamation of American like pop culture stuff like ramp he's he's like a little rambo um the kid (laughs) in this movie he he has all these like uh improvised weapons he builds like actual traps in the house that like will capture the the dog for fun um and they have like really they're rich and they own a toy company i want to say his mom does Mm -hmm. she's like it's kind of progressive in the fact that she's like this high-powered executive of a toy company um but they have a lot of resources and he just goes wild like um rigging the house and it you know for his own amusement until are they out of town or like is he by himself his mom is stuck at work and his older grandfather (laughs) is like pretty incapacitated um just like uh he has dementia or something or it just Mm -hmm. is is uh can't move around too well so he's basically yeah on his own for christmas um so you know similar very, very similar. I don't know about the exact timeline. I just know it, it did come out sooner. It played at the uh, Leon Film Festival of Youth and Children's Films. Oh. <laughs> Apparently. Uh. Um, but, you know, different cultural expectations, I guess. So I felt like we should mention that. It's uh, who cares if one, it's highly improbable that that one ripped off the other. They're both awesome, though. So, um, you know, if you haven't, if you've seen Home Alone, but haven't seen Deadly Games, and it's fine, it wasn't available to stream 
for a long time. And then uh, the Alamo Draft House, I think, did some screenings of it and it gained a lot of a lot more notoriety. So now it's a little more uh, just look. Uh, you might have to search a few different names <laughs> to find it. But uh, anyway, yeah, uh, cool. add that to the holiday list. Anything else before we uh, visit Ashley's Poetry Coffee Cafe? House? Uh, yep, no, sure. I don't have anything. <laughs> I'm good. Okay, we're going to come back, of course, after Rank the Blank and give our final thoughts on the movie. So um, stick around for that. But Ashley, take it away. Ah, okay. <clears throat> Poem <laughs> by me. All right. Kevin McAllister starts off as a, as a semi-bratty little kid getting ready for a family trip to Paris, but he should have watched what he said. He wished his family would just disappear off the face of the planet. And that's what sort of happens when they leave him behind. Damn it. At first, Kevin is pumped to have the house to himself. He jumps on all the beds, eats all the junk food and knocks down a shelf. He then notices two robbers are trying to break into his family's house and in steps Kev to be a sneaky little mouse. He creates some pretty elaborate traps for an eight-year-old with hidden nails, hot handles, slippery steps and a fire and a, fa- ugh, a falling iron i'm sold he also hits each conman in the face with a can of paint and lights marv's head on fire this kid isn't scared he ain't now he finally gets caught by these two adults and is about to get in serious trouble when in steps the next door neighbor old man marley with a metal shovel he knocks both of the men out and they are placed in the police car and off the wet bandits go while kev watches from afar the fan the family comes home to a perfect little angel baby and everything ends up with the conman in jail forever. Maybe. Mm. Mm. Very yeah. nice. Uh, guess, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, yeah. <laughs> maybe there aren't eighteen spoil- uh, spoilers. Eighteen sequels. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, very nice. Very nice. Uh, you, you've yep. done it once again. Um, and what an important important achievement. Important. I know. Important I'm, achievement. I'm, I'm, I'm losing it. Let's move on. Okay, <laughs> that's it for the first half of our discussion. But now we're going to move on to our favorite segment of the week, Rank the Blank. Pew, 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 pew. Rank the Blank is where we pick a topic inspired by the week's movie and rank our personal favorites. This week's topic home invasion now we usually need an adjective in front of the topic uh best scariest most funniest (laughs) um so i don't know maybe we can we can discuss quickly how we're gonna uh just you know how we're gonna qualify this but what i thought was really cool was that's the closest, you know, I mean, you could just call this a family comedy that would be the broad level genre but the Mm -hmm. subgenre that this is most closely connected to is the home invasion thriller, which usually has a much darker uh, tone. So I thought it would be fun. I mean, if we can find other family uh, home invasion comedies, by all means, Not but I lot. thought it might be fun to kind of uh, rank this against some movies that have a drastically different tone. So Ashley, before we get into our choices, are there any, examples you want to list or Instagram submissions that you want to share? Sure. So I'll do Instagram last, but there's funny games, which I've seen. Oh yeah. There's two that there's, there's two. Yeah. Yep. yeah it's a, both are really good. Um, 
there's straw dogs and also another straw dogs, right? Isn't there remade too? Yep. <laughs> um, high tension, black Christmas. Ooh. Um, yeah, there's a, like, there's a ton of them. There's a ton of home movies movies. I was thinking of, which I forgot. And I maybe would have chosen this one as my pick, but hard candy kind of. Oh yeah. That definitely counts. Um, the strangers, I know we don't want to give any away. Maybe that's an Instagram one. Um, that that's one that comes to mind. I was actually watching fear of course, oh, um, yeah. over the weekend, which isn't the whole movie, but the final sequence is similar to home alone is, mm-hmm. is full on home invasion. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's a tried and true genre that always gets me, especially when combined with kind of like horror tropes as well. So, yeah. And then as far as Instagram, there's someone did say strangers, and then mm-hmm. that movie Don't Breathe that came out like a year or yep. two ago. And then Enough with J-Lo. Do you remember that? Um, her like, no. ex-husband, she like, gets a whole different identity and he like finds her. I think that's, it was really good. She's like a total, she kicks his ass. But Yeah, so Don't Breathe um, was a nice, like they flipped it around because they, or I mean, they like invade someone's home and then they become the victims of the person's yeah. home that they invade. Another one that I really wanted, uh, I've been meaning to rewatch for years and I just keep forgetting is uh, Panic Room, um, oh, the David right. Fincher movie. Yeah, with Jody a young, Foster? A young, yeah, Jodie Foster and a young, young uh, Kristen Stewart, um, like pre Twilight. So wow. I forgot to yeah. that. Yeah, I have I like, I don't even know if I've rewatched it since like those movies came out. So seeing her uh, like at the start of her career would be interesting. And I just have like a very, foggy but strong like mental uh remember or like i remember being affected by that movie a lot but haven't rewatched it so those are the honorable mentions but now we're going to get into the main event so as is tradition the movie that inspired the topic of course is the first nominee that would be home alone that would be kevin defending his house from what are their character names let's see marv and marvin harry harry yeah yeah so he um we've we've already described that we'll come back to it if it's relevant to compare and contrast but he um he ultimately prevails ashley what is your nominee i'm gonna go with hush um basically a woman's completely deaf and it start the movie starts off with her on her laptop and someone takes her phone but she doesn't hear them obviously and he takes a picture of her while she's on her laptop and then sends it to her email and so she looks at the picture and she's like what the fuck and she turns and the mm-hmm. doors open outside and she walks or she walks to close the door and he's just standing there with the mask on and then then that's how the movie starts so it's, it's really good and terrifying I totally agree. Yeah, I watched this recently for the first time before Midnight Mass started because it's a Mike Flanagan movie and um starring his wife mm-hmm. uh kate something um and so just the just the the twist f- f- of making her uh deaf on top like just add it's kind of like quiet place which also uses a deaf yeah. character to heighten the tension but just adding that component to uh, a familiar formula really works yeah <laughs> so great choice um Mine is, well, mine's not a stretch, but it's a series of movies that I've been into and and I'm going to narrow it down to the original, but I think some elements 
uh, apply from from the whole series. Uh, that would be the purge. So yeah, the purge. Uh, the rest of the series is it's more known for its gimmick of you know for 24 hours uh all crimes is it actually maybe it's 12 hours um i think it's 24 that was the whole day or is it just the night it's like it starts at night and it ends in the morning so i think it's seven to seven something like that Mm -hmm. so for 12 hours all crimes are legal including murder um and then the sirens go off and everyone's like home defense uh systems kick in and then of course the whole movie is just like a family in the first one, Ethan Hawke's family trying to fend off these people that are like targeting them. Um, and then of course they get in the, they get in the house and, and uh, chaos ensues. But what I realized as I was watching the forever purge this week, um, the most recent one is that these movies just have like this baked in uh, it's almost like, a horror slash um, home invasion meets a disaster movie where like you get the build up to the purge every time for every movie. Mm-hmm. And then you get like a countdown to when it's going to be over. They just have this really satisfying like rhythm to it. So yeah. Was the new one good? It was good. I mean, I, I like I, the politics of all the movies are really like on the nose and, and really like ripped from the headlines basically but not in a bad way. And they do seem to kind of like focus more on more on minority characters and, and kind of like um, obviously recent politics as, as they go along. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I like, I like that. Um, and it's the first one is a very contained home invasion thriller with this like wrinkle of all the chaos going on outside the house as well. So very satisfying. Derek, what's your speaking of very satisfying? <laughs> Mine is Keanu Reeves' film, Knock Knock, where I don't want to spoil it too much, but um, there are two beautiful women that show up at his doorstep. Morning rain. Yeah. And he lets them <laughs> in and essentially they try to murder him for reasons. Yeah. You got to watch the movie. It's It's worth not spoiling. They seduce him. Ana de Armas is one yeah. of one of the women. They're like, you know, um, uh, freakishly attractive women that just find themselves at his doorstep and immediately start like coming on to him pretty strongly, which, yeah. you know, Keanu's got got his own appeal. But he also in the movie, yeah, has a family and something there's kind of a moral dilemma between, you know, how much he's going along with it versus how much he's being tugged along. Um, it's also an Eli Roth movie, which uh, when Derek and I were watching this, I don't think we, we realized um, mm-hmm. maker of hostile and the like. Oh, so I didn't know that. yeah, yeah. I, like this was, I guess late period Eli Roth has kind of gone out of, out of favor or just, you know, you know like I haven't followed his career as closely. So, had no idea that this was his movie, but anyway, um, it's it's good for a lot of different reasons. <laughs> yeah. Ashley, um, let's start with how do we? So, like I was saying at the stop, the top of the discussion, how do we want to qualify this so that Home Alone kind of fits into the competition with these others? Maybe like the best trap set or something. 
Hmm. Or some way, because they're all because all these have like different things. Like Hush has certain things that like certain elements that are kind of trap like, and it like, writes on the windows and stuff. I'm sure the Purge does, Knock Knock does, maybe yeah, like most but, resourceful. But I mean, it can also yeah. just be like, why would one be your favorite type over the other? So I think Home Alone gets bonus points for being a comedy home invasion thriller. Um, it's for originality, basically. Yeah. All these other ones fit relatively into the the horror thriller mold. I guess I'm giving Purge a little bit of credit for kind of pulling in uh, things I like about a disaster movie. Hush gets credit for adding the the wrinkle of the the um, deaf character, mm-hmm. and Knock Knock gets credit for its knockers. Um, <laughs> Gross. <laughs> um, what? Four of them. So yeah, where, do, where where are we landing here? Um, let's do the I, horror movie. Let's do the horror ones first, and then okay. decide which one of those goes head to head against Home Alone. I'm just gonna say that Knock Knock, based off of that criteria, is probably last. Yeah, I was gonna say that as well. I also, I mean, not that this should have anything to do with it, but I actually didn't like that movie at all. So, what, did, why did, what didn't you like about it? I just didn't like the well. I didn't like the yeah. ending. Ending's the best. <laughs> I just like, didn't care about the movie, and I thought it was kind of boring. I don't know, just couldn't get into it. So, but with without that, um, just with the criteria, I think Knock Knock should be last. Okay, fine. And then I'm not sure. I mean, The Purge is really creative. Um, I would probably put The Purge, then Hush, then Knock Knock. So, Purge versus Home Alone. Um, Home Alone. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think we need to belabor the point. Home Alone is, yeah. I, I mean, we're not like breaking new ground here by pointing out that it, the home invasion thing, I, I just think that it is, it's looked at as a family comedy predominantly, mm-hmm. but like one of the things that makes it so, that sets it apart is the blending of these tones. Like Derek described, like as a kid, um, it covered the range of emotions he would feel in that situation and then you get like a very satisfying action formula on mm-hmm. top of the comedy like if this was just a com like a slapstick comedy uh, that it would have a lot more trouble winning me over i think yeah. so that's probably what i love about it the most um so yeah i'm alone Ooh, the I'm winner alone. the Did movies it. are back on top yep all right That means we get one more Home Alone clip. Woo. We don't get to hear the Purge rap song that I, I found. Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe we do. Maybe we hear both. Mine's just a bunch of noises, so there's obviously no dialogue, really. <laughs> this is a super cut of all the traps, basically. The original trap music. Uh, the iron. The iron? Yeah. Yeah. The doorknob. Oh. Good sound the effect. Nail on the steps. Oh. Yeah. She doesn't step on, right? He does. He does. Just barely. He doesn't it doesn't like go through his it's foot. It's not like a quiet place. It doesn't so. go all the way through, but he definitely steps on it. Okay. And yeah. it go and you can see it go in at least like half an inch. Oof. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All the yeah, way it through gets, it would not be PG. 
No. Well, well, right. And also, I mean, people I'm sure have pointed out a million times, like they, they should be dead. <laughs> yeah. Like the amount of punishment they absorb. I think in the second one, because I was looking at some other clips, he throws a brick off of like a five-story building and just yeah. hits one of them square in the head. So and they're fine. I think he does yeah. it a couple times actually, but yeah. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, but explains their brain damage. So maybe it's just part of the story. Anyway, congrats to Home Alone. That's it for Rank the Blank this week. Now back to our feature presentation. Ashley, what are, well, first off, this was a packed theater that we came yeah. out of. It was, people were all a Twitter, um, pre-Twitter <laughs> with excitement and buzz. And it seems like this movie is going to take over the mall. So how has been the, how has the, how has the, been, the how reviews? Has been the reviews? They has been good. Uh, how has been the reviews? Um, so the audience members over liked it a lot more than the critics. Oh, okay. Well, um, not to cut you off too soon, but like yeah, yeah. we we do have um, some critics who have kind of like uh, are are changing their stance on the movie. Ooh. This is this is them actually reevaluate. We've gone into the future to get uh, Siskel and Ebert's like reevaluation to of this movie. Oh, okay. because because they're responding to how much of a massive massive success it was i don't think they hated it but they didn't fully they didn't see the phenomenon coming so um and i'm sure they weren't alone it sounds like in the critical community derek do you have um the uh, review clip for us mm-hmm but there may also have been some deeper forces at work there. We're living in troubled times right now, and Home Alone offers the exact opposite of the headlines on the news. It's funny, it's lightweight, it's escapist, it's a fantasy, it's a comedy, it's about a little kid. It shows the kid using his ingenuity to outsmart the bad guys, and the audience seems to be thinking, if a kid could do it, why couldn't I? The implausibility uh. is part of the fun. And to quote another ad about another movie, Boy, do we need it now. Well, um, I think that the uh, secret has to do with they did tap into a common fear, and we both talked about that in our original reviews, which was being home alone is a frightening thing. I remember the first time I was left home alone without a babysitter, and I stood by the window <laughs> most of the night just waiting for my family to come yeah. home. So I don't remember ever doing that. <laughs> I don't either, but I wouldn't they stand do... in front of the window. I'd hide no. underneath yeah. the bed. Yeah, come on. They touch. They touched on a lot of you know. Ebert just uh, uh, rattled off like twenty different adjectives, but they <laughs> they they touched on a, a lot of different reasons why this connected with audiences. Basically, it was just perfect holiday entertainment that for mm -hmm. everyone, uh, like the ultimate formula for uh, a four quadrant movie means like parents can enjoy it as much as the kids and um and they probably kept going back more and more to the theater so that brings me to the box office report <laughs> i suppose well i was gonna well i was gonna say i have like a really quick review from ebert from the past oh yeah perfect yeah the is this the original one yeah it just said it's just really it's pretty 
short, but says if home alone had limited itself to the things that might possibly happen to a forgotten eight-year-old, I think I would have liked it more. So he was going back to like the realist and not like the fantasy world. And then he obviously switched once everyone's like, I love it. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, I'm not holding them to, you, you know, like unrealistic, like, like, of course they don't have to like every movie, but right. I think they were responding to the fact that it was a massive success. So mm -hmm. like clearly they were outliers or just didn't, didn't get it. It is funny, like going back and revisiting these movies, like with the awareness of whether they're a phenomenon or not, um, you just have a totally different perspective. So mm -hmm. I'm going to um, say it bombed in the box office, right? No, nope. <laughs> wrong. Uh, well, Ghost is on top. <laughs> it's, it's hard to tell. Like, um, it, it, it was in the number one spot, 17 million. Um, wow. not in that many theaters. It, it must've just kind of snuck up on even the studio. So it was in almost half, uh, a little more than half of the number of theaters is Rocky five. So wow. Rocky five made 14 million to home alone 17, but you know, home alone, uh, almost doubled the per screen average. So that's, that's actually kind of shocking that even child's play is in 800 more theaters than home alone. So unless it was intentionally, like they were like slow, slowly kind of building up hype leading up to the, the holidays. Cause this is a Christmas movie that's released in the middle of November. So, uh, but I'm guessing it just kind of, it's even surprised the studio with how successful it was. Yeah. So. I read, I read something about from Joe Pesci and I forgot Harry's name the actor's name but they were talking about how they they were like we're just do like over top over the top acting because no one's going to see this movie so it doesn't even matter and they were just like being ridiculous with it mm -hmm. um, which obviously worked very well for the movie but i don't think anyone thought it was going to be like a huge hit yeah well shows them yep haha -ha. just kidding <laughs> um so shit uh oh, okay new release oh yeah so you or... think that this is a new release or old news Anyone? Anyone? Like, what's the case for old news that it's, it's terrible? And you that everyone's watch already it. seen it. I mean, they don't like it. Yeah, there's no, there's no legitimate case for old news, but it literally is old news. I mean, like if 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 there's no this movie, probably more than Ninja Turtles because Ninja Turtles is so weird, and maybe more than Pretty in Pink. Like this has well, this made the most money. The most. Yeah. It's it's. Uh, objectively the movie people have seen the most <laughs> so yep. we are probably not gonna turn anybody on or off to it but new release for me new, new release. release yeah woo -woo. okay um and then so how 90s is home alone hair actors music tropes all right well this, this is gonna be this is it so we started the year off super strong with ninja turtles and pump up the volume and house party yeah and pretty woman like all of those were in the first couple months and we haven't really had anything come very close since um we held out one possible you know <laughs> point higher grade from ninja turtles which got an 89 out of 90 so we did leave the door open for home alone um you know we've got some great movies coming the rest of the year but i think it's safe to say that no movie is going to be more 90s than home alone than home alone that, that we haven't seen yet so it just comes down to home alone versus 
those early year movies. It comes down to Home Alone versus Ninja Turtles, the ultimate yeah. 90s showdown. Oh, I'll let you decide because I love both of them. I know. I, 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 man, it's tough. It is tough. I would say pizza delivery. Sorry to interrupt. Pizza delivery. Oh, okay. And both. Yeah. <laughs> Telephone lines being down, the whole uh, polka uh, road trip. I, I don't know. It's just very, very, very 90s. I think the Home actors, Alone's got it. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to like all of those things you said probably apply to both. I mean, the the like costumes of Ninja Turtles, the um, the type of like having its own like rap song, <laughs> like its toy lines, maybe the merchandising for Ninja Turtles is more night, like more of a 90s thing. But Macaulay Culkin becoming this movie is just like a phenomenon. This is 1990. The, yeah. Like Ninja Turtles is still weird and in, in, in niche compared to mm-hmm. this. Like anything is niche compared to this basically. So yeah, I think Ooh, we have to. I think we have to do it. A, a perfect, perfect score, really. Okay. Dang. I mean, it's it. It doesn't. Yeah, I can't remember. We'll have to go back before the end of this year and and see if we gave. Did we give anything? A uh, eighty four out of eighty four last year. I don't. I don't remember. I'll check. I, no. I feel like I don't know. Um. Okay. Sweet. So that's at the top. So then the new release gift shop. Got a lot of things to choose from. Um, so each week we take something from the movie and we put our spin on it and then we sell it in our gift shop. Um, we have some green kettle corn from Troll 2, <laughs> brain food in a cup. <laughs> um, we have some face masks from Dark Man. Am I still winning this or you guys have your faces on people's faces? Uh, I discontinued yours. Oh, cool. Great. <laughs> Thanks. Awesome. Um, we have a curly red wig. We should have random stuff from all the different movies, but what should we take from this one? The curly red wig is not from Child's Play, by the way. That's yeah. from Pretty Woman, maybe? Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, well, this... So, really quick to go back yeah. to, we gave Beverly Hills Cop 85 out of 84. Okay. Perfect. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, we, we established well, we a... That's a slippery slope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't have to repeat, Terminator repeat every... Yeah. yeah, Terminator was eighty four. Okay. The Terminator. Okay, that's probably why we did it because Terminator came out end of October, and I think Beverly Hills Cop was like one of the last movies we watched of the mm-hmm. year. It was also the biggest movie of the year. It had to, you know, the time had to catch up because it came out towards the end of the year. Comedy, you know, like breakout star at the middle of it. So I think there's some nice symmetry there. Not that Arnold isn't a breakout star that might be appearing. Yeah. later this year so um yeah. okay so what are we gonna take from this movie and sell so with the second it's the it must be the second movie where they introduced the talk boy yeah um it is. yeah yeah he had to do I think it. we should sell that movie that's oh. i was thinking that too um which they created for it's obviously not a movie so they created it for the for home alone but i think we should sell it with like unseen scenes <laughs> Oh, like, so like, like the entire movie, yeah. or like a thirty-minute or something, because they only show like that, like minute clip. So angels with filthy souls bootleg, unedited, uncensored. So and then we can put some uh, knock knocks in there. Sure. Jokes, of course. Yeah, got it. Funny. 
Okay. Uh, sweet. All right. We have that. Um, and then what are we going to watch next week? Another family movie? Oh, you bet. So <laughs> <laughs> next week we are watching another sequel. Um, okay. So the all-time action classic Predator will finally get its follow-up movie, Predator 2, next week. Is that a cue to play the clip? Yeah, normally I don't say the name, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, did the, I did this time. He has thermal image vision, optic prism body armor, laser-guided smart weapons, all-terrain mobility, hazardous atmosphere compensators, and this Thanksgiving, <laughs> he's in town with a few days to kill. <laughs> Predator wow. 2, rated R. All right. Like the Thanksgiving tie-in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there is there is a few notable people absent from this movie, um, like everyone in the cast. Um, I, I've seen... I can't wait to rewatch predator one um in addition to this uh but i've seen that plenty of times this one i've maybe seen once um i really i just had to use um some contraband technology to confirm that <laughs> arnold was in fact not in the second one um so but that shouldn't deter you from listening to us talk about it um, or watching it yourself so that's next week. If you want to hear that discussion and all the future discussions from 1990 and beyond, then you should sub 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 subscribe to new release <laughs> <Do it. laughs> by searching new release on Spotify or Apple or anywhere else you get podcasts. That's a wrap. Hey. Oh, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to our podcast, you filthy animal. There you go. And That's follow us on Instagram at new release podcast there you yes. go yes. and yes. ashley it's still a wrap <laughs> <laughs> wait i thought you were into the filthy animal thing i already said it yeah <laughs> still filthy animal filthy idiots this could be our listeners filthy it's idiots. a term of a term of endearment yeah fits for short those shorten things yeah our little fits oh oh Now it sounds like a horror movie again. Yeah. Sounds like the soundtrack for another movie we're gonna Nightmare watch Before in, Christmas. in December. Nope. Oh. Not that one. That doesn't sound like but something Christmas themed. Beautiful, eh? <laughs>